Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is October 15th. Today is the last day of this week's Come Follow Me block and next week we're going to be studying Jeremiah chapters 30 through 33, 36, and Lamentations chapters 1 and 3. There are some great verses in there. I look forward to studying it, but for now, Let's take a look at the last little bit of this week's Come Follow Me blog. If you'll remember yesterday, we talked about this beautiful analogy that we see here in Jeremiah, which was a repetition of something that we saw in Isaiah. Yesterday, we talked about the idea of being clay in the potter's hands and allowing him to shape us and mold us into what he sees fit. We also talked about how sometimes that process of becoming what he wants us to be can be painful and can be difficult. But if we will have faith and if we will allow him to do his work, that we can become exactly who he needs us to become and our lives can result in greater happiness than we could achieve on our own. And I covered that and we talked about that yesterday because I love that we see that repetition. It's something that Isaiah taught and it's something that Jeremiah teaches. They were contemporary prophets. And so it's not all that shocking that God would give them the same message for them to teach the same type of audience. It's interesting. Oftentimes, critics of the church will criticize certain passages in the Book of Mormon because they're familiar or use similar wording to verses in the Bible. And they say, oh, Joseph Smith was just copying those verses or just copying that passage. Well, that's always been really funny to me because is that what Jeremiah was doing? Was he just ripping off Isaiah? Or did God, who had called both prophets, have a similar message for both prophets to give. If we believe in revelation from God, if we believe that he can put thoughts or words into our minds and hearts, then why wouldn't he teach two different prophets the same sort of thing? He did it here with Jeremiah and Isaiah. He does it with prophets in the Book of Mormon. It is just not that shocking and is certainly no leg to stand on for critics of the church. However, that is totally beside the point. That's not what I was meaning to talk about. We talked yesterday about being molded by God because I love that repetition that we see there. But there's another aspect of what Jeremiah teaches as opposed to Isaiah that is really stunningly beautiful. Let's take a look at it. Starting in verse three, it says, Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hands of the potter. So he goes down to the potter's house. He sees him forming a pot or a vase or a bowl on his spinning wheel. And it says, as he was watching, the thing that the potter was making got messed up. It got marred. It got broken. It got deformed, maybe. But it got messed up. Now, what's interesting here is what Jeremiah is going to teach about the potter based on what the potter does. It says, so he made it again another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Now, what I love here is that we see something not turn out quite right. We see an accident. We see a mistake. We see something happen here with the potter. And the potter doesn't give up. He doesn't take the clay off the wheel and throw it away and say, whatever, I can't do anything that I want with this clay, so I'm not going to try anymore. He takes it off the wheel and he begins again to form the clay as he wants it formed. My friends, that is a beautiful analogy to us and our lives and what Heavenly Father is trying to do with us. And it speaks so highly about the patience our Heavenly Father has in trying to help us to become what he would have us become. 
I think very few of us get where we need to go or become who we need to become on the first try. But God so lovingly, so patiently begins again with us, just like the potter and the clay. If something happens, if it gets marred, he took it off and he began again. And it's my testimony that he can do this because of his love and his mercy and because of the atonement of Jesus Christ and his grace, which allows for those mistakes and allows for us to start over again. Elder Hugh W. Pinnock explained it this way. He said, The Lord explained to Jeremiah that when we make mistakes, as ancient Israel was making, we can take what we have marred and begin again. The potter did not just give up and throw the clay away just because he had made a mistake. And we are not to feel hopeless and reject ourselves. Yes, our task is to overcome our problems, take what we have and are, and start again. Some of you who are listening have sinned in ways that are significant, embarrassing, and destructive. Yet, by following the simple instruction given by the Master, you can talk with your bishop when necessary and begin to be renewed as a person. I love this idea that the potter didn't just take the clay off the will and set it aside. He definitely didn't throw it away. But he didn't just set it aside and say, okay, I guess you'll just be clay for a while. Instead, he took it, he formed it again, and he turned it into something beautiful. This idea of being broken or having made mistakes and then being remade into something beautiful and whole reminds me of the Japanese art of kintsugi. I don't know if I pronounced that right. I do not speak Japanese. But this idea of kintsugi is the idea that something broken can be made beautiful. It's an art form where they would take broken pottery or broken glassware or plates, things like that, and they would repair it with gold. It's so interesting because oftentimes we try to repair something and we want to make it look like it was never broken at all. But in the art form of kintsugi, it's the opposite. They want you to know that it had been broken. And so they repair it with gold so it stands out and it's obvious. But at the same time, it adds this level of beauty to it. It teaches the idea that a broken object can be repaired and be made useful and whole and beautiful again. My friends, what a beautiful symbol for the atonement of Jesus Christ. Isn't that what the atonement of Jesus Christ does for us? We become broken by our own sins, our own mistakes. Sometimes we become broken by the choices of other people. But the Savior repairs us. His atonement repairs us and makes us whole. But he doesn't just want to return us back to how we were before we broke. He wants to return us back better stronger, changed. There's a beauty that comes in the broken when we involve the Savior and his atonement in it. Elder Funk once said, soil is broken to plant wheat. Wheat is broken to make bread. Bread is broken to become the emblems of the sacrament. When one who is repentant partakes of the sacrament with a broken heart and a contrite spirit, he or she becomes whole. And Elder Holland said, if you are lonely, please know that you can find comfort. If you are discouraged, please know that you can find hope. If you are poor in spirit, please know that you can be strengthened. If you feel broken, please know that you can be mended. May we all, especially the poor in spirit, come unto him and be made whole. I love this doctrine and this principle that as we come unto Jesus Christ with broken heart and contrite spirit, 
when we come broken by our choices or by the choices of others, that the Savior Jesus Christ and His atonement heals us, makes us whole. But if we let it, He makes us better and stronger than we were before. Now let's take a second look, now that we've talked about that, at the verses that we covered yesterday. It says, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, O house of Israel, now remember, how broken was the house of Israel at the time. O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter? O house of Israel, my covenant people, my broken people, my people who have strayed and wandered, who are broken by their own choices, can I not do for you like the potter did for the clay? Can I not start again and build you up and make you more and turn you into something beautiful? The main difference here between us and the clay is that the clay has no choice in the matter. The potter takes the clay off the will and begins again. But my friends, for you and I, we have to choose. We have to choose to turn to the potter. We have to choose to turn to the Savior. Invite him into our lives. Rely on him so that the atonement of Jesus Christ can heal our hearts, can make us whole, can make something beautiful of our brokenness, and leave us better than we ever were before. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.